0: This is the Medical Beat on 97.1 FM Talk.
1: All right. Okay. Hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, You're listening to uh, FM 97.1 Talk. This is the Medical Beat, uh, where we talk about all things medical with interviews with leading experts in the St. Louis area and elsewhere. Uh, It's a beautiful day today. And uh, we're recording this remotely in, in the age of COVID, and I think we're finally getting the uh, we're finally getting the glitches worked out. So uh, woohoo, yay us! Um, we're going to talk about uh, a fascinating topic today. And we've got a great guest to talk about it with us. And we're going to talk about a topic that I think is is something that uh, is very much on people's minds and is something that is very important going forward. But it's also a topic for which we very seldom see uh, rational, level-headed uh, discussion. You know, mostly we see like angry people with very strong opinions one way or the other. And it's a very medically related topic. And the, the topic that we're going to talk about today is cannabis? Uh, we're going to talk about uh, cannabis and we're going to talk about, you know what are uh, the potential harms of cannabis, what are the potential benefits of cannabis, uh, what is the current legal status? and uh, and maybe what would be the best uh, laws to uh, to handle this uh, going forward in the future. So by way of introduction, uh, to talk about these topics with us today, we have uh, Dr. Arturo Taka. Say hi, Dr. Taka.
0: Hello. Good morning, everyone. Hello.
1: Good morning. Yeah, hey, so glad to have you with us today. So so Dr. Taka is board certified in general psychiatry and also is board certified in addiction medicine. So Dr. Taka is a, a physician who is the medical director of InSynergy alcohol and drug rehab program here in the st louis area it's it's an excellent outpatient rehab program if you want to look it up it's it's spelled it's spelled kind of funny isn't it dr Taka? I N S I
0: N? yeah
1: yeah Can you spell if, it for you everybody? Words,
0: if you took the words in and then the word uh-huh. synergy and smush them together you yes. got the name there synergy. we
1: go Yes, yes. So just remember there's that Y in there. So it's in yeah, so it's in Synergy Alcohol and Drug Rehab uh program here in St. Louis. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about cannabis now. So I guess there 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 are so many things I want to ask, and I think so many things that the listeners want to know. But I think before we get into the uh the the good and bad of it here, let let's talk about what is the legal status of cannabis? Because I'm confused about that. Did, did they legalize it? Did they legalize it in Illinois? What, what's the deal with Missouri? Can you, and, and, and this yeah, might be yeah. too much, no, can, can you the, walk
0: us through that? Yeah, Yeah, you're not the only one that's confused. This whole story of marijuana and cannabis cabinets is not only interesting and fascinating, but it's very unique. And it is very confusing to, to people who are trying to understand the evolution of this market. Um, so, in uh, the end of 2018, Missouri, the Missouri voters voted to legalize medical marijuana. And since it's medical now, it's, it qualifies for discussions on medical shows like this, the Medical Beat, and we have to, right. have to talk about it as a medical uh, uh, option for 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 uh, for some people. Yeah. So, yeah. In 2018, it was voted at we were the 33rd state in the country to legalize it for medical purposes. Um, and right now there's eleven um, states that have voted for its recreational use in adults. and that's hmm. the, the, the current state, the most recent change in Illinois. Ah, so that's where okay. we're at right now. So yeah. most of the states have some kind of legislation that allows the use of marijuana um for medical reasons and and a uh, a big chunk of of, of states are, are are pursuing the the recreational um the recreational uh, status as well for adults only
1: got it okay oh, for adults so so in illinois it's legal basically legal just if you want to and in missouri it's legal for medical purposes if if certified in some way by a physician
0: or how does that work? Well, the, the, the process here in Missouri is quite, uh, again, quite quite confusing. Um, if you went to the to the website, they would give guidance. There's lots of uh, FAQs for for patients who are interested in getting it, uh, but mm-hmm. very little guidance for for doctors, uh, and th- that's one big issue with it because um, I, I think the people who are at 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 risk, I think a lot a lot of risk, are the the physicians who are. Um, are uh, um, pursuing this, and we, we, it's not defined whether or not we're protected by malpractice laws if your patient is, is uh, uh, ha- has a bad outcome. So there's still a lot of questions uh-huh. on our end how to do it if you're interested in doing it, but the process is relatively easy. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So if a patient or somebody uh, has a qualifying condition and the list is very, very long, um, mm-hmm. and I refer you to the, uh, the uh, Division of uh, Health and Senior Services in Missouri to get that list, um, they would go to a physician um, that's um, not certified or qualified, just an interested physician who would fill out and uh, do an attestation that you qualify for uh, medical marijuana. Once you get that form filled out, you, you apply for a card. Your, your, uh, they, they call it the green card, right? It's a different kind of green card. Oh, and, a different uh, kind of green card. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. and so with that, with that card, you're able to walk into a dispensary and purchase, um, a purchase medical marijuana for your purposes. <clears throat> so, um, oh. that that's the process. And I, and I'm as I describe it, I'm sure you're you're thinking of so many other questions. How does a doc, what, how's the doctor get involved? How much do you, do you write? What's the prescription look like? And right now, it's it's not really defined. So there's a lot of questions still in this whole process.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like, a, among other things, I guess physicians need to be worried that uh, we might get sued for certifying someone, or or you yeah, know, is, just, is this going to yeah. cross- you know, cross federal law or what, how's that work out? Yeah.
0: Yeah. The the worry is if you have a bad outcome, suppose somebody becomes psychotic or Uh somebody becomes suicidal or they have a bad outcome or side effect. And, uh, and there's a bad outcome like death or something like that. And so the family could argue, um, why are you giving a a medication that has known side effects that's illegal on a federal level? And and no one's really tested or, or set the precedent, but eventually that's
1: going to happen right yeah yeah oh, huh. yeah and how and how about uh, I guess the other the other overlapping issue is am I correct in understanding that it's still in some way not legal by federal law but but
0: yes. yeah more legal so by state is, law how, how yeah. yeah
1: who who who, who wins very... federal versus state?
0: Well, yeah. I think um, in the previous administration, um, the the uh, they, they said that to answer that question, it was up to the states to decide, and that's what we're seeing. But the yeah. interesting thing about this whole cannabis uh, story, it is a story of ironies, and if yeah. you study it from the from the beginning to the end, it is full of ironies, and it's, it's, at the very least, a very interesting uh, story to be uh, yeah. to be told.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of uh, a lot of thing a lot of things going on with that and we're going to we're going to we're going to talk more about that. We I hear music in the background and that music means that Chad is giving us a hint that we need to go uh, go out on break. When we get back from break, we're going to talk more about cannabis with Dr. Taka and that's going to include, you know, what are there are some proven benefits of cannabis there are some controversial possible benefits of cannabis and of course there is some bad stuff too so oh i see we have the doobie brothers in the background how appropriate all right all right <laughs> okay so we're going to really? talk about all those things when we come back and uh thanks again for being here dr taka and we'll be right back
0: okay and the crowd is going
1: You're listening to The Medical Beat. All right. Hey, we're back. 97.1 FM Talk. You're listening to The Medical Beat. And I'm your host, Dr. Steve Harvey. We have with us here uh, Dr. Art Taka from InSynergy alcohol and drug rehab he's board certified in both general psychiatry and in addiction medicine our topic today is cannabis and as you all know or as as you as you're probably aware i i think it, with cannabis there is a lot of uh, you know, there there's some craziness to the uh, advocacy uh, for cannabis that some people are putting forward and there's also some craziness uh, to the uh, to the uh, anti cannabis uh, with the anti-cannabis crowd, so we're we're going to talk about uh, just the facts, and we're going to hear just the facts from uh, from an expert who's board certified in addiction medicine. So, thank you again for being here with us, Dr. Taka. And uh, we, I, I think, I think the first thing we want to ask about is because uh, w- we're we're going to talk about what we know that marijuana is approved for medical purposes in some states. So let's start with that. I I think there's, as I understand it, medical uses of marijuana, there are some things that we know for sure it really works for. And then there's a long list of things that people think it works for, but maybe it really doesn't. So can you walk us through that, Dr. Taka? Yeah, yeah, no, no problem. It is is
0: confusing. It is confusing. Just because it's called medical marijuana um, Mm -hmm. doesn't equal to, you know, a... um, a pre-existing yeah. body of evidence okay but there are right. legitimate legitimate um, uses that are FDA approved um, mm-hmm. for example in 1986 um, a medication called um, Marinol Dronabinol, was yeah. approved by the FDA in 1986 it always had a medical form of marijuana and it was um, approved for uh, appetite stimulation and uh, antiemetic um, for people who were struggling at the time with HIV and cancer, oh. and so that's always been available. And um, it was a Schedule II drug when it first came out. I- I'm sorry, Schedule One, and now it it has been reclassified to a Schedule Three drug. Uh, oh, this-, this is this is Marinol, and in um, <clears throat> most recently the the WHO. World Health Organization uh-huh. convened and recommended that um, Marinol be reclassified as Schedule Four. And so, for the uh-huh. for the um, audience out there, the schedule system uh, kind of defines um, the, the the usefulness and the the addiction potential uh, yeah. uh, for a drug. So, for for example, Schedule One drugs have no medical purpose, and we are not allowed to write that then um, we are as physicians allowed to write the schedule two, three, four, and five. And as yes. you go higher, you have, you know, less risk for um, addiction. So yeah, so uh, so that basically,
1: uh, basically bigger bigger numbers mean less dangerous and smaller numbers mean more dangerous and less useful. Correct.
0: Yeah. Correct, correct. And so Marinol, a synthetic form of THC, has a legitimate FDA approved uh indications for nausea and, and um, catechia for certain yeah. conditions. Now, moving forward, um, another FDA, most recent FDA approval for a form of uh, um, cannabis or cannabinoids is uh, CBD. Uh, so a high uh, dose of CBD in the form of a, med- of a medicine uh, called Epidiolex was uh, recently approved for a, um, a, a rare form of childhood seizures oh, so uh, CBD is not THC uh, right. and, and CBD is enjoying a, a, a big you know popularity right now because you can see it all over the uh, uh, grocery store yeah. over the counter and there, there are stores popping up but CBD is not THC it is it doesn't have the psychotropic effects but yeah, CBD yeah. in lower doses that are sold over the counter are being touted as kind of uh, cure-alls for everything. But there yeah. is one form of CBD that's pretty high dose that's, that's used for a rare kind of a childhood seizure. By the way, the, 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 uh, the uh, um, little child who, who, who uh, inspired the, uh, the uh, movement for the use of CBD uh, medically, um, yeah. she just passed away. She just passed really? away. Yeah. She just passed away of COVID. Really? I yeah. Did not a couple know weeks that. ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, I had no
0: idea. Huh? Yeah. 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 She was wow. uh, experiencing, uh, I think 500 seizures a day. And then when her parents decided to use off label CBD, you know, she was, she, that was reduced to um, a few seizures in, a, a day. So her wow. story was inspired by Dr. Sanjay Gupta who, um, as, as uh, you probably witnessed the last couple of years, is a very, very big advocate for the use of uh, cannabinoids in medical spaces.
1: Yeah, yes.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Huh. So, so it really did help her a lot with the seizures, but then she, she she's a, a pretty young victim of COVID. That's terrible.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think she might have been 13 when she passed away. Yeah. Wow. Charlotte Figgy was her name. Yeah, huh. bad story. Yeah. But she did that inspire a you... lot. Yeah, she did inspire... Uh, millions of people. Very inspirational yeah. story. Wow. So, huh. so yeah. th- those are the legitimate uses, FDA-approved, um, data-backed, evidence-based uh, medication or products that are that are available. Now, we have these th- these conditions that that, that the, the states have determined are uh, use are are, are, are are qualify for for the use of medical marijuana. And at least in Missouri, <clears throat> at least in Missouri, the list is very long. So some of the uh, qualifying conditions include, and this, this is not a, uh, a complete list, but things like cancer, epilepsy, glaucoma, migraine, chronic pain, and um, psychiatric disorders, including PTSD, obviously HIV and AIDS has been kind of lumped into that, and, and quote, unquote, any terminal illness. Or any chronic wow. debilitating um, uh, medical condition, and that could be yeah. to Crohn's, to sickle cell, to Alzheimer's. So the the uh, the list is quite quite large and long.
1: Yeah, and it and it it sounds like a list that's not coming from doctors. It sounds like a list that's coming from. Politicians or lobbyists, or I don't know. Yeah, it's par-
0: yeah. Partly, partly, and I'm sure there's yes. some medical uh, guidance to this. But again, mm-hmm. a, a lot, a lot of what we put together in Missouri was kind of copied from other states and what they were doing. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: <laughs> so uh, we weren't, you know, again, we were the 33rd state to do this. But yeah. again, um, our, our the medical marijuana lists in the states are kind of loosely put together. Um, but, you know, and, and the way it got uh, uh, approved is not the typical regulatory process that we are kind of used to. You know, we don't right. vote um, in the states whether or not we use hydroxychloroquine for for um, <laughs> for. COVID. Yeah, right. Yeah. You right, know, right, uh, yeah. but that's what happened. You know, that's what happened. Yeah. The people the, the people spoke in the country, you know, this is a democracy. and We vote. Uh, right. the, the question is whether this is the right way to um bring about you know medical innovation and that's a, yes. that's, that's yet to be answered
1: right yes yeah, yeah yet to be answered yeah oh and how about uh, so in your in your work running the uh the in synergy alcohol and drug rehab program how how big of a role do you see for uh for uh cannabis abuse in your in your daily practice is that a large part of your practice or not a large part of your practice or what is what does that look like uh, from from the point of view of a of a drug rehab program?
0: Well, it's interesting now since it's become so available uh, medically and um, recreationally. We 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 the the, the definition of of, of of cannabis abuse is kind of um, kind of watered down now. Are you really abusing it, or are you using it because it's available legally? Yeah. See? So when when there's a definition out there of you know. They're, they're, you know, a, a lot of people are, are, are using it just because it's available. So we see right. a lot of people coming in, and when we do a urine drug screen for, uh, for alcohol uh, dependence or opiate dependence, uh, many times it's, uh, marijuana it, it is positive, but that's not the reason why they're coming in. Right. And yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about later on, you wanted to talk about, is it a gateway drug? But th- yeah. there's a lot of people, especially a lot of the, the patients that I see, Uh, uh, like to argue that it's the exit drug for them especially for um, people struggling with with uh, opiate addiction when they're going through withdrawals one of Mm -hmm. one of the popular or favorite uh, illicit uses of of cannabis is helping with the withdrawal symptoms so I mean yeah yeah. so it's pretty interesting how this this is kind of again a story of of ironies you know yeah Um, and, and you you can you can expose yourself to marijuana and, and and it could be a gateway drug, but a lot of people are are convinced that it's a way out of of using drugs,
1: right? Or or, or way out of using drugs that are worse than cannabis.
0: So yeah, correct, yeah. correct. yes, yes yeah, that's yeah, true. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. 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 Can, can you can you walk us through some of the some of the known uh, bad effects of cannabis? What are the what are the bad parts? Well, oh, we <laughs> there, there, there's our 30 second thing, so we'll, oh. we'll let you start. Well, okay. we'll go, actually, yeah, so, we'll save that for the third segment because I don't want to cut okay. you off. So we're, we'll, we'll get to the bad parts in the third segment, okay. we really will. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk okay. about that soon. So, yeah. So, hey, we've been talking with Dr. Art Taka from Synergy Alcohol and Drug Rehab. And uh, we're talking about cannabis, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, the legal, the illegal, And uh, when we come back, we're gonna uh, hear more about the downsides of cannabis, and we're also gonna ask Dr. Taka, you know, if he could dictate policy, uh, what would what would he make the law? What what would he think? So we'll we'll let you be uh, emperor of the United States for just a few seconds there, Dr. Taka. Won't that be fun? We'll be back and be back soon. Thank you. You're listening to The Medical Beat. All right. This is The Medical Beat 97.1 FM Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Steve Harvey. For those of you just now joining us, we're here uh, with Dr. Art Taka, who is board certified in general psychiatry and also in addiction medicine. He's from the InSynergy Alcohol and Drug Rehab Program and we've been talking about cannabis and we started out talking about uh, you know what what is the legal status of cannabis uh, around here and also what are some of the some of the proven benefits and some of the uh, unproven purported benefits and, and now we're going to talk more about uh, what are the uh, what are the downsides or what are the what are the uh, proven uh, proven potential uh, harms of cannabis uh, so let's Let's talk about that. And uh, gosh, where where do we start? Where do we start, Doctor? Yeah, uh, let's we, start. start uh, let
0: good. Okay, how about uh, three thousand BC? That's where we can okay. start. When <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> when when <laughs> cannabis was discovered back then, uh, most of the t- m- most of the world was using cannabis as an industrial kind of uh, um, raw material, using it for sales and clothes and textiles and things like that but yeah. in central asia they were discovering that it could be used as an intoxicant so that's when we started um uh, humans started using um uh parts of the plant to 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 get a feeling an intoxicant so as as we jump to the 19th century the 20th century uh the the plant changed we were the, the potency has increased to points where where um you know you can get psychotic and oh, um, yeah. the, the marijuana now compared to the marijuana that we were uh, exposed to in the 80s or 90s is a totally different plant. So as a psychiatrist, I, I, I've seen and I've hospitalized dozens of patients over the years um, um, for, for uh, cannabis-induced psychosis. I'm sure you've seen that also in the, in the, when you're doing your hospital work way back when. So oh, psychosis yeah, yeah. right now is something that we're really afraid of. And now there's some strong evidence that that suggests that the earlier that you expose a brain that is um, at risk for developing schizophrenia, will develop schizophrenia earlier compared yeah. to um, somebody who who uh, who smokes marijuana later on in life. So there's something in the in the uh, exposure in the early years that really kind of primes the brain for for bad outcome in the future.
1: Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and as I understand it, like heavy heavy use is worse than light use and using earlier is worse than using later. Like, uh, and, and with a high risk, well, I guess like teens through the early twenties at least or something like that.
0: Yeah. Early teens, you know, when the brain's developing, especially there's this one um, uh, study uh, that's very, uh, it kind of answers is, is cannabis a gateway drug. And for many yeah. it can be, um, but to, to answer it, uh, yes and no. Not everybody. Uh, there's there's a lot of uh, evidence that suggests that most people that are exposed to cannabis and smoke it uh, don't develop another substance uh, use problem. So, oh, okay. um, yeah. but there is a, a specific, you know, um, population that is kind of um, primed for other uh, substance use disorders. Especially there was this one study I wanted to refer to where early exposure to cannabis um, caused a problem with how dopamine. Was, was used, and so at, when you when you um, expose the brain uh, early in life, future um, brain um, activity will, will 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 show a dampened kind of use of dopamine and dopamine is important because you need dopamine to feel good, so right. this can answer whether or not it's it's a gateway drug because if you if you if you smoke uh, marijuana early and then you and you grow up and you're dopamine deficient you're going to look for dopamine and an easy way to get dopamine is using drugs or drinking so in that particular situation yes it can it can prime the brain to um to want or crave other drugs in the the future
1: Uh, to, to, to make people much more vulnerable to pretty that's right. Much any type of drug abuse. Yeah, that's, ah. that's
0: correct. That is correct. That is absolutely correct. Yeah. So you're right when exposed early, not a good thing. And if you're exposed right. more, lots of bad outcomes, psychosis and future, future substance abuse.
1: Yeah, okay. So, so you'd say there there's at least some truth to the idea that it, that it can be a gateway drug for other types of drug abuse.
0: No, absolutely, especially people who yeah. are vulnerable, you know, people who have right. this, uh, dopamine dysfunction already. Um, and, again, environment is huge, too. It's not all yeah. biological. Environment also plays a big, big role in exposure uh, to, to a substance. So you don't want to count. Right. you know, my grandma used to say, tell me who you are. Yeah, show me your friends and, and tell me who you are. So exposure is very, very important. So, so surround yourself right. with good people. Yeah.
1: Yes, right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah okay, yeah so I guess there's uh you know possible risk of psychosis if exposed early uh possible uh, uh increased risk of other types of substance abuse other other harms too as far as
0: yeah uh, yeah I, yeah mm-hmm. oh, you know yeah, psychosis is the um is the kind of the worst thing that we can we we see um as a result, but oftentimes current use can lead to simple things like in- increased anxiety or panic attack. Um, I have a lot of patients that come in and say, you know what, I don't really like the, the smoking because it makes me paranoid. Um, and again, that that, that uh, reflects to the the potency of the of the marijuana. I mean, back back in the eighties and nineties, um, marijuana potency was in the, the you know in the single digits, and now right. we're we're seeing a forms of marijuana that goes up to the especially things like wax. Have you ever heard of wax? Wax is a type of yeah. Kind of a marijuana that's extracted, and it, 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 um, it smoked um, on a cigarette. And it looks waxy, it's a brown, yellowish, brownish kind of kind of um, uh, waxy substance that uh, very highly concentrated with THC. You know the interesting, and one of the, again one of the ironies to this is um, for the at least for Illinois, um, and other states may uh, do this as well as you get higher in potency for recreational marijuana so if you wanted to buy a higher potent uh strain of marijuana recreationally you get taxed uh-huh. higher so you you, it'd be, you you pay more taxes to the government if you if you get a higher grade marijuana you know above yeah, and, 30% and, and,
1: yeah yeah and and it just occurs to me that you get taxed higher and you also get taxed while you are higher right <laughs> good <one. laughs> <laughs>
0: that's right right, i'd had, right.
1: had to squeeze that in there that's right, right? yeah yeah yeah
0: right. yeah okay
1: all right so all right interesting that's interesting yeah huh. all right yeah, yeah. And, and i guess i guess another thing i wanted because i i know you told me about some of the some of the crazy history behind uh behind cannabis and that's there's probably a lot to talk about can you can you kind of start that one like
0: yeah. Like, so I, okay. I, so in let's 1700s. Yeah. 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 So let's jump from uh, 2000 BC to the 1700s or the 1600s, when the wow. colonists, the early colonists from Europe, um, m- many parts of Europe were already enjoying the the industrial kind of benefits of hemp and 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 um, and its fiber. So the mm-hmm. Queen of England uh, actually had a law for all the colonists that came to America, and um, who had. Uh, acreage to, to uh, you know, farm the land. For every 60 acres of, of land, they had to reserve one acre for, um, for cannabis. And if they didn't uh, obey this, they would get fined. So another wow. irony in this whole cannabis story, you would get fined if you didn't grow cannabis in your yard. Isn't that <laughs> interesting?
1: That is interesting. So so you you get fined if you didn't grow it, and and then later you get fined if you
0: did. Yeah. Oh, you get fined and thrown into jail. I mean, it was right. Yeah. Yeah. And so you move forward, and so um, to the nineteenth nineteenth century, especially here in America, when there was a prohibition movement, and uh, there was one person in particular. His name was Harry Anslinger. And he yeah. was the, um, one of the directors that, um, that tried to uh, author the whole, the whole uh, prohibition movement. And uh, mm-hmm. when that failed, he put his attention to cannabis. And uh, he single-handedly, arguably, was the main force of uh, creating uh, kind of a hysteria, uh, coupled mm-hmm. with some xenophobia at the time, unfortunately. It right. was a dark age of a... Uh, United States, where he uh, publicly uh, vilified um, marijuana and its uses, blamed many of the immigrants that were coming to, uh, to the United States that they were bringing uh, cannabis, this poison, to the United States, uh, many immigrants from, from, from Mexico, from the Philippines, and interestingly enough, lumped jazz performers uh, into that group and uh, yeah those evil jazz
1: performers
0: evil evil jazz performers yeah Yeah, they were were poisoning and uh raping and pillaging our 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 women here and so him and a couple co-conspirators at the time namely uh some of the people who uh who um controlled the 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 newspaper industry and that was the first time we uh saw yellow journalism the term yellow journalism and with with that um, as a tool, kind of created this hysteria that marijuana was a real evil drug and uh, caused uh, murders and psychosis and suicides. And a lot of people remember this, this one movie that, that was created that, that time called Reefer Madness. Right. Do you remember that? Yeah. I do.
1: I do remember it. Yeah. And Reefer Madness. I, I looked it up on Wikipedia. Reefer Madness was one of the was is, is one of the worst movies of the 1930s, Officially,
0: according uh, to official oh, sources. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah yeah. Terrible acting. Terrible acting. Right. So I would. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But interesting. I never, yeah.
1: You know, Lots of interesting I, history there. So, yeah. yeah. Lots of irony. So we'll be back. Yeah. Hey, uh, we've been talking about cannabis with Dr. Taka. When we come back, we're going to talk about. Speaking of paranoia, we're gonna talk about conspiracy theories surrounding COVID. And we'll be back.
0: You gonna
1: You're listening to the medical beat. All right. Hey, we're back. I'm your host, Dr. Steve Harvey. You're listening to The Medical Beat 97.1 FM Talk. And we're here with Dr. Art Taka. We've been uh, talking about cannabis, but we are going to switch gears now and we're going to talk about uh, something different. Uh, We're going to have, for the very first time, we're going to have our Quack Alert feature. Uh, With Quack Alert, we talk about either bad science or science that has been misrepresented in the media or, uh, or just other stuff that's not true. And uh, specifically, we're gonna talk about uh, conspiracy theories uh, related to the COVID-19 outbreak. So uh, can you bring us into the quack alert there, Chad? Yeah, there we go.
0: Quack alert.
1: Yeah. I love that sound effect. The radio station did that for me. Wasn't that nice of them? I really liked it. They kind of oh, got that groovy music in the background. Can you turn up the music a little bit, Chad? Yeah, turn that up a little bit. Yeah, I like the music there. It's like from the '60s or something. I don't know. Like a guitar. Kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> is that what that is? That that instrument? Yeah. yeah oh, that's Cool. How
0: appropriate. Well, I,
1: I didn't know that is appropriate. Yeah. 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 Cool. Okay. Thanks, Chad. So yeah. All right. So that's that's uh, that's the quack alert. So. The quack alert topic we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about conspiracy theories uh, surrounding uh, the COVID-19 outbreak. Um, so psychologists say that that in times of uncertainty and fear, yes, you got you got the duck there. You got the duck. In times of uncertainty and fear, uh, people tend to a, a lot of people tend to uh, gravitate toward uh, toward conspiracy theories, toward stuff that. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Uh, stuff that um, stuff that really uh, kind of on superficial examination is pretty clearly not true, but uh, but but the beliefs have a large following anyway. Yeah, yeah. So so we're going to talk about one. We're going to talk about one specific. We we can't go over all the conspiracy theories, but we're going to talk about one specific conspiracy theory that has taken hold. I think it's taken hold. In England more than it's taken hold here in the United States. But that's the, uh, that's the idea that the COVID-19 outbreak is linked, is linked to, uh, the 5G network, to the 5G, uh, telephone network. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I'm not even sure where to start with this. And, uh, and from the, uh, they don't really have a—they don't have a really good specific way to link the two. But one people who uh, believe this conspiracy theory, and the conspiracy theory has been repeated uh, by even some Hollywood types like Woody Harrelson and John Cusack have been uh, have repeated this, uh, you know, on their uh, you know on their social media accounts. But in England, it's gotten bad enough where people have attacked cell phone towers, and there have been more than 20 cell phone towers attacked by people who believe this conspiracy theory. Um, and I, I don't even know where to start to, to to explain to the audience how it's not true, but there's not not any plausible connection between the two. In In Iran, for example, not too long ago, Iran was one of the worst places for the COVID-19 outbreak. And in Iran, there's no 5G uh, whatsoever, um, it, it is true that the 5G network has been rolled out to uh, the dense urban areas first, and then uh, and and some of those dense urban areas also had the worst of the COVID outbreak, including Wuhan, China. I mean, Wuhan, China was one of the early adopters of the 5G network, uh, but so were a lot of other big cities. So, um, so
0: no. No actual so Steve, connection so there. Can I ask yeah. you a scientific question? Yeah, sure thing. Med- Medical Beat Show, right? So we are. we are. We ev- are. Is there any evidence that 5G does <laughs> not cause COVID? <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I would say yes. Oh. I mean, I, I guess it's, it's it's kind of like, it's kind of like, how do you, uh, you know, how do you how do you prove a negative, you know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, the, you know, the, the part that there's, uh, you know, there, there are parts of the world with a really, really bad COVID outbreak that has no 5g whatsoever. And even parts of the United States that don't have 5g yet, as far as we can tell, COVID is spreading there just as quickly as anywhere else.
0: So that's good. That's yeah. good. Now I can sleep. I
1: can uh, sleep better at night.
0: You can so, sleep better at night. You can
1: surf the internet as much as you want so (laughs) let me ask you
0: so it's not the 5g phone it's the cell towers that everybody's getting kind of crazy about
1: i think so yeah yeah or just or just the uh the signals through the airwaves between the towers and the phones i see yeah 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 but but the the other part of this art the other part of this that, that i think is especially interesting is that uh there are there are companies that have examined uh the uh the uh the uh, social uh, have examined the, the social media interaction uh that's been pushing the conspiracy theories and specifically for the conspiracy theory about 5G being related to COVID-19 they Blast. found that a yeah <laughs> yeah they found that a lot of the social media accounts that are pushing this are inauthentic accounts. In other words, they are bots and fake accounts pushing this idea about 5G. And it's being done in a way that seems to be coordinated on a large scale. And according to them, it's being done in a coordinated large scale way that appears to be the work of a government, of a foreign government. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. So apparently there is some government, pre- presumably it's not our own government, you know, so pre- apparently there is some government somewhere that has decided that it's worthwhile to go through the trouble uh, to push this conspiracy theory into the consciousness of the United States and the United Kingdom or a, presumably other parts of the English speaking world.
0: Wow! So they wanted to take this literally viral.
1: They did it right. They wanted to take this viral. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Take this and virus. That,
0: get it right. viral.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess as far as why they would do that, I you know, I don't think they would. And, 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 and this is just just my opinion, this is not not my expertise. I I don't think they would do this just because they want to make people attack cell phone towers. I I don't think it's worth it for that. But uh you know, certainly the the COVID-19 outbreak has been very damaging in the United States. I think I think there's no doubt about that that this is causing us lots and lots of damage. And I think and, and again, this is just me, but I I think that pushing wacky conspiracy theories makes truth harder to get your hand around you know, it, it makes it makes the public more it makes it more difficult for the public to deal with the reality of the outbreak if people are, are spouting conspiracy theories
0: i i think you know who's behind it are the manufacturers of the flip phones that want to get the business again they want to go back <laughs> right to, go back to 2g
1: that could be maybe it's the maybe it's the 2g crowd that wants to get us back to 2g <laughs>
0: yeah by that, the way, that I used to be... have a, my, an old Nokia that lasted yeah? me a week before I needed to uh, to charge it again. I miss those days. Wow. Yeah, You remember those that's... old cell phones? Yeah, those. I, I do remember those. Yeah, I'm, I'm old enough yeah. to to remember
1: that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and you that was like old, probably like a 2G Walmart. phone. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, hey, the music is playing. So. We're going to wrap up in just a little bit. Hey, I want to thank you very much for joining us, Dr. Taka from again. In Synergy. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Yeah. In Synergy, spelled like N and the word Synergy, S Y N E R G Y. There we go. In Synergy, okay. alcohol and drug rehab here in St. Louis. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. And we'll be back next week.